Hey there, you're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast, episode number 41, how to safeguard your biz against the unexpected with our special guest, Margot Frazee. Margot is sharing her four steps to ensure that your business survives and thrives during life's unexpected moments and emergencies. This is such an important topic and one we almost never talk about. So get ready, rock stars. We are digging in. Let's go. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you wedding rock star work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rock Your Wedding Biz. This is Mindy Marzek, and I'm back again today with Renee Dallow. Hi, Renee. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm very well. How are you? Good. Uh, So we're recording this, and it's the beginning of February. How's your February going so far? How did we even get here? What the? (laughs) Like, isn't it still Christmas? I don't know what happened. It feels like January was long, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, February already? Like, we were just in December, so. I'm catching up still. Still catching up, me too. Um, And today, we have a really very special guest with us today talking about a topic that maybe a lot of people don't really want to talk about, but it's so, so important. So we're really glad that she's joining us today. So everyone out there in podcast land, Please welcome Margot Frise from Harmony Creative Studio. Hi, ladies. I'm Hi, so Margo. excited to be here with you guys. I love your podcast. Oh, that's oh so gosh. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're blushing through the interwebs. Uh oh. <laughs> so, we are going to be talking about how to safeguard your business for the unexpected. And Margot has a really, really interesting story and a fascinating life story. And I'm so glad that she's here to share it with us. So um, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this episode, uh, Margo, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your business and what happened to get you to this point where we're talking about this subject? Absolutely. So yeah, I'm Margot Frazee and I own Harmony Creative Studio. It's a boutique wedding planning firm here in Los Angeles. I've been a wedding planner for almost eight years now. And, you know, in the first couple years of the business, I was transitioning from a former career and just working like we all are, working your tails off, trying to get those clients, trying to figure everything out for business. Mm -hmm. And about three years in, everything was finally solidifying for me. I was finally getting those clients that I really wanted. Everything was clicking. My work was finally paying off. And then in June of 2014, I was unexpectedly diagnosed with stage four inflammatory breast cancer. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's basically the worst kind of breast cancer that you can get. And of course, I, that wasn't even in my, on my radar at age 34 to, oh, gosh. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, of course not be diagnosed with breast cancer or, or any kind of cancer, to be frankly honest. 
Um, sure. So <laughs> it was me trying to figure out what to do about my business, how to continue my business, because in all honesty, they basically <laughs> told me to get my affairs in order. Uh, it was wow. It was harsh. It's uh, heavy. The the stage and type of cancer that I had, that I was diagnosed with, had a very low survival rate. Had a very low life expectancy, which I made the mistake of googling. Oh Don't no! Ever never do Google. That. Don't ever <laughs> yeah. Google. I learned my lesson the hard way. I googled it. I googled what I had one time, and then I. I stopped immediately. You threw the computer out the window after that. <laughs> yeah, basically, it was it was oh not not great for the psyche for sure. Ugh. So, yeah, it's just about the fact that my my case is very extreme, obviously, but the lessons that I learned going through treatment and over ten surgeries, chemo, radiation, wow. oh a bunch of stuff. And trying to keep a business afloat, I learned a lot of great lessons. I learned what I had done cor correctly. And I also learned what I wish I had done a little better. Mm -hmm. And while, ev while everyone is not going to have an, a situation as extreme as mine, everybody has things that happen in their life that affect the amount of brain power, time, energy that they can devote to their business. People have divorce. People have yep. an illness in their family, elder care, child care, natural disasters. I'm sure nobody who lives in Paradise, California or Ma or here in Malibu expected for their house or business to burn down that day. So yeah. things happen to everyone. And the lessons that I learned can apply to so many things, especially the wedding business, because such a huge percentage of wedding professionals are solopreneurs. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. just you. So once you got this diagnosis, what was the first thing you did? I mean, for the business, I know personally, you probably had a long list of things that had to be, <laughs> that had to happen, but like, I can't even imagine getting that information and then being like, okay, what do I do with all these couples that are, are counting on me? Right. So the very first thing that I had to do was I had to decide how public I was going to be with this right. very private yeah. thing that I was going through. I I wasn't ashamed because it wasn't like I had done anything to get cancer. Mm -hmm. um, it was just more of how do I, how will this impact people's perception of me and my business? Yeah. Uh, especially for weddings, weddings book so far in advance. You're booking planners a year, 12, you know, 14 months. More out. even, yeah. Yeah, or more from your event. And so I was I was a little concerned about people's perceptions. There's a lot of misperceptions about cancer out there. So I was I was very concerned about that. I had the good fortune of <laughs> before I was diagnosed, I had already put the wheels into motion to work with a PR firm here in Los Angeles. And it was going to be just very general PR. Here's how you can move your business to the next level because I was finally at a place where I could pay for some PR consulting mm -hmm. and move my business to that next level. And then I called them and I basically said, so <laughs> something <laughs> terrible has happened. Oh, and now instead of needing advice for how to, you know, bump up my business and go to that next level, I need your guys' best advice on how to handle this giant problem that I have. 
And the woman that I did consulting with was really great. It's it's Layla from Be Inspired PR. They're really right. great. And she basically just, we talked about it and she almost gave me permission to keep it as a, a private matter. She said, if it, as long as you're ethical with your decisions and you know what your own capabilities and what you can do, it's a private medical matter that nobody else has to know about unless you really want them to. So she almost gave me permission. And I did, of course, decide to (laughs) hand off the weddings for later on in the year. Mm -hmm. Side note, (laughs) I was diagnosed on a Tuesday. I did a wedding that Saturday. Oh my. Wow. (laughs) Because nothing had physically changed for me. Sure. So (laughs) I didn't really have an excuse. And people ask me all the time, they say, well, did you tell anyone or did you tell the bride? And I said, of course not. Are you out of your mind? (laughs) Yeah. I would never want to put that on anyone on their wedding day or anywhere close. And that's also one of the reasons why I just made the decision not to really tell my couple's about it as I came back into the fray, you know, a year and a half, two years later, after I was kind of back into things and done with my treatment. How much time did you end up taking off? Like where you didn't do any weddings? Was there a time? A year year and a half. Because during that time, I was not physically capable of doing them. I was tired all the time. I, I had a lot of medication, you know, chemotherapy is no joke. It, mm-hmm. yeah. it will knock you out. So yeah, so it was about a year and a half. And then I went to my doctors and I said, I own my own business. If I don't work, money's not being made. So yeah, can I go back to work? I had a really hard conversation with my doctor, which was, well, one of my doctors, one of my 14 doctors, the main one, <laughs> I had a really hard conversation with her. And I said, can I go back to work? I, you, you're saying that I'm responding well to this treatment. Can I go back to work? And it, it was her professional opinion and the professional opinion of the team that my type of cancer was so aggressive that it would have been back already. And she said at that point, something that gave me the confidence to go back to, to Harmony Creative, which was, there's no greater chance of you, of your cancer coming back than you getting in a car accident tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that gave me the permission to be like, okay, well, yeah, I live in Los Angeles. There's a, (laughs) that Um, that is a distinct possibility. So that's something that I really needed to hear. Yeah. And before we go any further, what is your current medical status? (laughs) (laughs) So that was almost five years ago that I was diagnosed. And so while they are, they're always hesitant to call it remission, Right. Yeah. See the air quotes that I'm putting around remission. <laughs> yes. They have told me that I've responded so well to the treatment that at this at this point the chances of it coming back are are not any greater than if I'd never had cancer to begin with. Wow. Gotcha. So that's good. Yay. That's, that's good. amazing. Yay! Thank you. Well, congratulations on that. And I just wanted to make sure that we <laughs> we address that. Because <laughs> yeah. Everyone listening out there is like, what's going on now? I, um, <laughs> yes, everything's fine now. And it's been fine for a while. I've had three years of completely clean uh, cat, cat scans, that's pet scans, great. everything. Yeah, that's great. amazing. Well, congratulations. And thank, thank you, you for, again, for coming on here to talk about it. So we basically, what you've kind of developed is this four-step system Mm -hmm. on how to 
look at your business and how to run your business when you have a personal crisis. Um, We've already kind of gone into step one, which is evaluation, correct? Correct. So what are the types of things that you, we need to evaluate when, you know, step one, first thing, we just get hit with this news, whatever it is, what are the things that we need to look at? Yeah. Step one is so vital because everyone's business is different. Everyone has different needs for staffing, for legal, for the systems and the processes that you have on the books, um, you know, your own finances. Oh my gosh, finances can vary so differently uh, from one business to another. Right. It, it's just, you have to take a long, hard look at, you know, what is really going on in your business. Well, hopefully we're doing that all the time, but in cases of like sort of crisis, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how did you, you know, we talked earlier about medical care and I'm assuming you had some type of insurance. Like what, what would people need to know about having insurance for their business? Like what, what helped you and what would you recommend? Right. So insurance, figuring out your insurance needs is basically the number one thing that you need to do during the evaluation stage. Everyone's needs are different. For instance, I'm a wedding planner. It doesn't take any physical things to do my job. I don't have an antique letterpress. I don't have a $10,000 camera or lighting equipment or DJ equipment. If I did, I would make sure that those things were insured because if they're necessary to do your job, they need to be insured. It sounds like such a no brainer, but I've heard of people who don't have their equipment insured. Oh yeah. Something. Nothing surprises me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you have physical equipment, get them insured. In terms of uh, medical insurance, I luckily have a very wonderful husband. He has a nice job. He works for one of the studios here in Los Angeles. And because of that, ever since we have been married, I've been on his insurance. It's just easier to do it that way instead of trying to get something by myself, which I don't need to do. Uh, In my former career, I had insurance with my own job. And then for a while, I had just insurance through Harmony Creative. But Everybody needs medical insurance, but what you need are different. Uh, My husband and I, at the time of my diagnosis, were both fairly healthy people in our early 30s. So what we had was basically catastrophic insurance. Yeah. It just in case something catastrophic happened, which it did, uh, we would be covered and we wouldn't be on on the hook for, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of medical treatment that I have, in fact, occurred or incurred over the last five years. Yeah. Just as a side note, um, it's reminded me of when I uh, was working in an office when 9-11 happened. Mm. And I was very young. But one of the things that one of my coworkers said to everybody a few days later was like, check your insurance and make sure that you have opted in for accidental death And, you know, the catastrophic, you know, all those little things that you think you don't need because you're in your early 20s. Yeah. Like you should probably add them now because you never know what's going to happen. And so I did. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's something that's always stuck with me is that you never really know what's going to happen. So it's best to just pay the couple dollars per month and have that coverage. Right. And there's no way to know what you should have without talking to a professional insurance agent. True. Because if you're a solopreneur and you don't have the option of, you know, 
having a backup, like my husband has a job that's not related to my business. If you don't have that option or both you and your partner own businesses or own the same business, then you really need to talk to an insurance agent about disability insurance, about payroll coverage, about things like that. If there's no backup, and I I don't know what that is because I don't sell insurance. So you should have a good (laughs) talk with your insurance agent. I think too, I just want to chime in here and say, I know when we have these conversations, um, people tend to get very nervous about like, well, I don't want to call somebody. They'll just kind of sell me something. And I, I'll say from someone who had that conversation with an, with a licensed insurance agent, it's not scary at all. They're asking you, you know, facts about your life and how you live your life and how your business runs. And I think it's scarier not to have the insurance than to just make the call. Yeah. If we hadn't, if I was a solopreneur and I hadn't had the regular medical coverage, I I don't even know where I would be right now. I, yeah. I right. mean, one of those uh, chemotherapy treatments that I needed every two weeks cost $35,000. Oh. Where was I going to get that? It's insane. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So step one <laughs> is evaluation. What is step two? So after you've evaluated, uh, it's time to prepare. Step two is preparation. And the number one tip that I give people for preparation is to have some systems and processes in your business. Mm -hmm. The reason is in case something happens and you need someone to step in, how would they figure out how to do that? So, yeah. So I use one of the, the first thing that I did with our business is I went through years ago, before before I was ever diagnosed, so this was on the books a long time ago, I went through and I wrote down all the processes, all the steps that I did for every step of our business, the inquiry process, the onboarding process, our full planning package, our coordination package, you know, whatever these things that you offer. And I put them all in a binder. Like I actually printed them out so someone could read them <laughs> if they needed to, if they needed to, because how was I going to, they're a teaching tool also and a way to track progress, but also it's a way for somebody to know exactly what is going on in your business because without it, how are they supposed to know? Yeah. And I think it it always sounds so daunting when people say this. We actually had, uh, when we were talking to Mac from HoneyBook in episode 38, one of the top business hacks is that she said, you all have to sit down and like systematize your business. Like Mm -hmm. you have to write out your workflow. And some of the feedback we got from that episode was like, oh, that sounds like so much work. And like, of course it is, but it also is like a very necessary tool, not just for productivity, but like Margot saying, like for the ability to say, hey, I'm in a bind, someone needs to help me. Um, and not even in an illness diagnosis, but like in a like a natural disaster diagnosis, right? Like here, take this binder, go run this, go run this wedding for me. Is mm-hmm. how easy would that be in that moment? Like you'd be so grateful that you did that work in that moment, right? So we've even taken it a step farther here at Harmony Creative. I cannot espouse the value of an online CRM enough. Something like HoneyBook, Isle Planner, mm-hmm. something like that. We actually use a Basecamp for Harmony Creative. It's not wedding specific. Um, It's something that I used in my former career and that I've held over just because I've used it for 12 years and I have kind of hacked it to do what I want. But (laughs) my entire business lives on Basecamp. Every wedding has a project page. It has a contracts page. Our backend staffing is done through Basecamp. All of my files are uploaded to Basecamp. And the reason that I do that is one, because it's easier for me, but it also has a happy byproduct of there is 
right now for our next wedding, which is in April, there is an online project management page and it has all the details. They're all up to date, timeline, vendor list, every conversation, every discussion that I have with these clients, I have through this program. So in theory, I didn't actually have to put this in practice during my diagnosis, but I could have. In theory, I could call any experienced wedding planner. I could call Renee and I could say, here's my base camp login. Can you take over this wedding? Mm-hmm. And she would be able to do it because all of the information that she needs is already on there. It's genius. It's so yeah. smart. It, it just everyone who, you know, has a business like this and is taking it seriously. I really agree that you need to have an online uh, system management like that for sure. Right. Awesome. I will okay. say that, sorry, I just want to say one more thing about the preparation stage. Yeah. Everybody needs to take a good long look at their contracts. One of the things that saved me when I had to tell clients that I could no longer do their wedding was that I had taken the time in the beginning to have a professional contract drafted and looked over by two attorneys, my dad's an attorney, but then another attorney beside him. Uh, I love it. And I had, you know, clauses in my contract, like limit of liability, force majeure, things like that, that covered me for an unforeseen medical emergency. That's actually one of the things that's listed in there. So when I called my clients and I said, I need to hand off your wedding to another planner or break our contract, it was already covered by my, by the contract. There was, there, there wasn't a lot of mis conception about how it was going to work. So let me ask you, when you did, um, when you did sort of, uh, you know, part ways with some of those clients, did you tell them what was going on or did you just say it was an illness and leave it pretty vague? So those, there were, there were three couples that I had to give their weddings away because they were during the time when I knew I was going to be going through chemo and I was not going to be physically able to handle them. I, I did tell those couples exactly what was happening. Um, I asked them to keep it private and they respected my privacy because they were lovely people. And yeah, I, I felt like I needed to tell them, like, I'm not a person who would just not honor a contract. Yeah. I'm not a person who would not want to do your wedding. I have a legit crazy medical thing happening and I'm sorry, but I can't do your wedding. I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. I love that they kept your confidence as well. That's they did. Yeah. Great. Because they're they're most of the couples that are drawn to Harmony Creative are just awesome, kind, amazing people to begin with. So <laughs> yeah, I really luck out in the client department. I love it. So t- talk to us about step three, alteration. Yeah. So while you're going through whatever is happening in your life, I'll just use my case as an example. While I was going through treatment, I had to figure out how to still be productive, how to alter my behaviors to still be beha- to still be productive. I had no energy and I had no money because we were spending all of our money on medical bills and I wasn't making any money. Mm. But what I did have a lot of was time. I had a lot of time on the couch in front of my computer. And so I said to myself, what could I do that's productive? So I spent that whole year and a half that I was in treatment, refining all of my backend processes, onboarding all of my systems and everything, because that's what I could do to feel like I had some worth in my business at the time. I was really working on it. Um, In my case, it was very helpful because it helped me have a goal, something Mm -hmm. to look forward to, which is always good. Yeah. But 
throughout anyone's situation, you can find out where you're lacking and what you have more of, and you can figure out ways to be productive. It doesn't always have, it's, it's definitely not going to be the same for everyone, yeah, but it is figuring out what that is. It's such a healthy way to look at it too. Like I wonder putting myself in your shoes, like what would I have, what would I have done with that time? I'd like to think I would have like written a novel, but you know, <laughs> who, who really knows? Yeah. I probably would have watched The Office for 27 times in a row. I'm just curious if, you know, Margo, you have such an positive personality and a positive outlook on, on all this. I'm just curious, were there days where you just did not want to think about your business at all? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I just want to make sure that you're like human and not a robot because you know, everything that, I mean, you just, you got through this with like flying colors and I feel like I would just be such a mess. Right. And that kind of leads me to, to one of the points that I really want to make here is that I, I definitely, there are things I wish I had done differently. And one of the big things that I wish I had done differently was make the people who were in my life outside of my husband and my family who obviously knew every single thing. I didn't really get into a lot of the details with a lot of my friends or my peers. People knew what was happening, people who were close to me, but I didn't really let them see how bad it was because yeah. I didn't want to be seen that way. So I would save up all of my energy and then I would go to like dinner with friends and then they would see that things were okay. And then I would go home and I would sleep for three days because yeah. I didn't have any energy. Right. And there's a part of me that wishes that I hadn't done that because one, people didn't realize how serious it was. Like I even had people comment after the fact and say, well, it wasn't that serious. Right. And I was like, no, oh. it was very serious. <laughs> yeah. And I also didn't, I, because I didn't make people aware of the the help that I needed, I didn't get that help, but that was my fault. So I wish that I had done that differently, but yes, there were definitely plenty of days, plenty of days where I just cried because yeah. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I I'm definitely a very positive person. I think that my positive outlook helped during my treatment, Of course. but if you ask my husband, he'll tell you that there were plenty of days where I cried myself to sleep at night because you know. It yeah. Was terrible. I just want to make sure that everyone out there listening knows that it's okay <laughs> yeah. to have a bad day and you don't have to like work on your business every single day when you're when you're going Absolutely. through something. But I do yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, like Renee said, I I also would like to think that I would be up for, you know, writing my life story or <laughs> you know, writing, you know, doing something like I could do two years worth of blog posts just sitting here in bed. Um, so I definitely think that it's great to have that outlook, but also, you know, to give yourself some grace when you're having a bad moment, but yeah. So alteration. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely important for me to let everybody know that it, it was, it was terrible. And <laughs> it, the way that I dealt with it was working on my business and that's not going to be helpful for everyone. Yeah. Right. But the, I mean, there is, you got to have something to work on. And I loved, I mean, I just love your story so much because you absolutely did not give up. It's just such a great lesson for everybody that you can overcome the hardest things and still come out of it. The other, the other side thriving. And so I just love that. 
Oh, well, thank you. And my husband thanks you because he did a lot of the work. I'm sure that, I'm sure that he did. I have no doubt. All right. So uh, we just have one more step to go. So step four, what is step four? So step four is restoration. So when you're on the other side of whatever situation is going on in your life, in your life, like I am right now, I'm almost five years removed from my diagnosis. I'm done with all my treatments. I'm done with all my surgeries. And I'm on the other side, kind of looking back. And what you can do on that end is to see if there's anything that you could have done to prevent anything. Obviously, there's not a whole lot that you can do in emergency situations, but sometimes there are preventative measures. So enact those. Uh, other times there are, your your situation has changed. So it's time to do the evaluation process again, in all honesty. Yeah, that's because true. My situation, my business now looks a lot different than it did when I was diagnosed because I built it back up again. We're back up and running again. I have some staff members. I have an office space, things like that. So it, it looks different than it did back then. So the evaluation step for me looks different now. So everyone should do it again. <laughs> back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. Yeah. yeah. It's all about how you can, you know, continue, you, you know, one of the things that I tried to do when I had this time, when I was going through treatment was I tried to find people that I could really count on because when you go through an emergency or some kind of situation like this, the people who can be counted on that you can really lean on, they will make themselves known to you. Mm -hmm. And the inverse is also true. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the people who, for whatever reason, whether it's their personal things or whatever, that they just can't be there for you, those people make themselves known as well. And I wanted to really continue the alliances with the people who showed me that they were really there for me, peers, vendors, friends, yeah. colleagues, everyone, so that then I just make myself, my business, my life that much stronger for having those stronger people in it. And kind of streamlined as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is probably a a next level question perhaps, but <laughs> after you've been through something like this, right, does it, does it really change like your, your why, like why this business, why this industry, you know, why Margo gets out of bed every day? Does it change that for you? So I've always looked at myself as a as a wedding planner as being kind of a worst case scenario person. We're we're planners. It's right. <laughs> it's baked right into the name. Yeah. Uh, so we're always planning. <laughs> so so for my clients' events, I'm always thinking about, you know, what's the worst possible thing that could happen here if this doesn't work out? What's my plan B? What's this? What's this? And I noticed that I wasn't doing that so much in my personal life. And I think yeah. people in the wedding industry were helpers. We want to help everyone else and help our clients and we stop helping ourselves. I'll be the first to admit that my sleep habits are not great and I don't eat what <laughs> I should. And I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> but I think that it has changed my outlook on trying to bring that perspective that I was giving to events into my own life and how yeah. I was living my own life. Because I there were things in my life that I I wasn't necessarily taking for granted because I don't I don't think my personality ever took things for granted, but I cherish the things that I I had before that I wasn't maybe cherishing as much, like my relationship with my husband. 
my relationship with my parents and my sister, the friends of mine that were amazing. Yeah. Gorgeous city that I live in and, you know, the house that I live in and things like that. And my cute little dog. Uh, (laughs) So it changed my perspective on that. I don't know if it changed my perspective on the job that I was doing because I, I think that I was always doing that to begin with, but it did change my personal outlook. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Well, Again, I'll say it again. I your story is amazing. I'm we're both so grateful that you agreed to come on and and talk about this very personal time in your life uh, because there's bound to be someone out there that it will help in the future. So just once again, thank you so much for coming yeah. on. Absolutely. That's why I wanted to do this podcast. I'm going to actually start uh, speaking a little bit more about my experiences and how they can resonate with people and and help people because that's really something that I want to get out of all this terribleness that happened over the last five years is to help other people. So I appreciate it. Well, I think you're coming from such a place of generosity and such a good hearted place with all this. You know, obviously this is one of the things that no one ever wants to have to talk about, but this is real life. And like you said, we're in the business of fixing things. And first you got to fix yourself sometimes. Absolutely. So you have made a great resource for our listeners. It's a free evaluation worksheet. And what will that do for everyone who's listening? So basically, it will help everyone with step one, which is here's basically a checklist of everything that you should be thinking about so that you can then prepare for anything that's going to happen, that's going to affect. Yeah. So it's just a big checklist. Uh, I'll be honest, I would say about 60% of things were were things that I had thought of beforehand. And then the other 40% is here, learn from my experience. (laughs) Think about these things because I didn't really, and you should. And I know from experience that you should. I love that. So where can they find that worksheet? So everybody can find that worksheet at bit.ly slash MX, like X marks the spot, MX worst case. We will put that in the show notes as well. And Margo, where else can our listeners find you? So everyone can reach out to me on Instagram. I love Instagram. Uh, My company is at at Harmony Creative. And then as of this week, I'll be launching my own personal brand. So that'll be at MX Frazy. And people can reach out to me there too. And I'm always up to answer anyone's questions and be kind of a supporting force as now I'm on the other side. So mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always out to help. So please reach out to me if you know you're having something that you you know is not going super great and you want some encouragement or you know some advice. I'm always happy to give that because I was really happy to receive it when I needed it. That's beautiful. I love it. Well, and as always, listeners, you know, you can find us all in our uh, Facebook group for podcast insiders called the Rock Your Wedding Biz Podcast Insiders. And we're going to have Margo in the group to, uh, you know, to answer any questions that might come up after you listen to the episode as usual every week. And thank you, Margo, so much for just coming on here and being so bold and brave and honest. And we just love you. So thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thank you so, so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you, ladies. I love you guys. Uh, And (laughs) 
Rockstars, we're going to see you uh, next week with a special anti-Valentine's Day episode. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about uh, a really uh, sticky topic. So join us for another another kind of deep episode. Two in a I row. I know. Yeah. We're hitting you with the deep stuff in February, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rockstars, we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.